So we had a few Gujaratis uh, here was a lot saying in terms of what to share. On. So we got a few guys that actually got words today. Preach. And uh, a little the Lord speaking to us about entering into His presence. And how, how does that look? And uh, like even at Naomi's word and a lot of the words that came, it was, you know, when we say in His presence, we're really saying in the Spirit of God. And without that, we can't do anything. Remember, we didn't get saved through works, through doing stuff. So we can't, we can't earn anything through doing stuff. But it's in His presence, it's in being filled by His Spirit that we start stepping out and doing things. So if you get the order right, if it's in God, if it's in His presence, that we start stepping out, then it's a loving act of faith. Right? There's a tension of God be resting in you. Like He said, I'm not going to give those rest that rebel against me, whose hearts is against me. But as we rest in, him, in His presence, there will be a thing in our spirit that will help us step out in faith. But we can't start there. We can't start off. I need to earn. I need to. Our mindset can't be I'm a doer. And I'm a do enough stuff. Because you can do a lot of things, but if it's not in God's presence, not in, in the Spirit of God, then you're wasting your time. Because right now the Spirit is going to go. It's, I got snippets of stuff in the, the words that came. But here, what the Lord is saying, you, uh, saying to you. I believe there is going to be words for you. Oh, the prophetic words that came, the words that the different ladies brought, the word that Patrick brought, I believe that is going to be some truth for you in it. So just here as I share, I'm going to try to hook in some of those things and just hear what the Lord said. So how do we enter the presence of God? That's something I would love to know and when I got saved, what is the thing that you grapple with? And if you read Psalm 104, we all know it. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with? So there's a two-step thing to enter the Lord's presence. Step one is thanksgiving, step two is praise. And now some of you might say, you know, in my quiet time with the Lord, I feel like he's far away. And it might be because you are on the outer courts. Because you have not entered the gate. And you know, the Lord can hear you. You're shouting and the Lord can hear you and he's merciful. But for you to be in his presence, you need to come through the gate. You need to enter his courts. Thanksgiving and praise. Now I'm probably going to spend more time on Thanksgiving. Because I've shared before about praise and worship. But on Thanksgiving, Hebrews 12, 28 says, and this is a scripture that's been in my heart for the past few weeks. Now, when the word says everything that can be shaken will be shaken, and God's response is, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Let us be what? Thankful. Thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. The New King James, there where it says, let us be thankful. Says, let us have grace. You know that the Bible interchangeably uses thankfulness, gratitude, and grace. It's like we're in the grace, if we're in the grace of God, we're thankful. If we're sitting here now and we know our hearts are, we're not in a thankful place to God. Our times with God is, Lord, thank you for this, thank you for that. But if our 
if our slant is more complaints and requests. Because Lord, why this? Why that? If our if the majority of our time with God is not gratitude, is not thankfulness, as he indicated that the grace of God is not with us. You want the grace of God and the way you interact with others. We need grace. Do you know you need grace to interact with others? Especially those we don't like. You know we need grace for that? Not to pretend we like them, but for Lord, I want your grace to work in me. I want to look back and say, in that interaction, I know it was you, Lord. Yeah. And I can tell you now, if you're not thankful to God in your heart, you're going to struggle to interact with others that you don't like. The, the people you like, that's the way the world is. The world interacts well with those that I like. Talking with those that you struggle with. We need the grace of God. So number one is grace. In, in fact, where's... Ask you a French question, Elsie. Elsie got Elsie shades is so dark. Are you saying thanks to God in French? And the other version is another one that says "Grâce, Grâce." Okay, so another way to say uh, thanks to God is grace. Thanks to God is Is that loud? Yes, it is. Okay, and the other one, what's that one? Grace of God. Grace. Grace. So, can you say it for me loud? Yeah, now the French version. So I'm not going to say it right like Elsie, but it, the French word for thanks to God, one of the versions of it is Grace à Dieu. So Grace is a French version of thank you. Italian, Grazie. Spanish, Gracias. See, even in the language, there's a link between thankfulness and grace. Mm. If you want more of the grace of God, it's like stuff, gratitude in your heart. Mm. That's good. Uh, Ephesians 5, 18. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to move around, as Josh says. Yeah. Recording. And so Ephesians 5, 18 to 20 says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to the bronchitis. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Now, it's interesting, we always use the first one, right? Don't get drunk. Don't get drunk with much mind. Don't get drunk. And often when we get saved, we run towards the things, away from the things of... Don't get drunk. That is the things of the world. We try to... I want to stop smoking, stop drinking, stop swearing, stop, stop, stop. But we don't want to run to the things of the Spirit. Okay. So the second part is... Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And if you follow the Spirit, this is what happens. Speaking to, another, to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. From your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God. When do you give thanks to God? Always. Always. To the God the Father for everything. 
in the name of, the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So always give thanks to God the Father for what? For everything. And one of the signs that you're full of the Spirit is that you thank is that you thankful to God for everything, always. And if you and you know where you are, you know your quiet times. If you're not thankful before God, it might be a sign that you're leaking. There's a leak somewhere. There's some area where the Spirit of God can't reside. What about the Word of God? So 1 Thessalonians 5 says, 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in? Oh. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Because God, God's will that you give thanks in all circumstances. You know how many people I know that, that try to do, like Naomi was saying, you do stuff for God, you're busy with the things of God, you're busy. But you're not in the will of God because there's no gratitude in your heart. You're doing it out of a dry place. If you want to be in the will of God, it starts out of a place of gratitude. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, every situation, be, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. But in what situation? In every situation. When you bring a request to God, you come with thanksgiving. I wonder how much of a quiet time this Lord does, this, 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 this. Do we come with thanksgiving? We start with the gates to enter in is thanksgiving. Now, and I'm spending time on thanksgiving because I want us to see this. That's an easy test for you. Are you grateful right now? To God, not are you grateful to your husband or your wife? Are you grateful to your boss? And you can be. But ultimately, are you grateful to God? Remember the stories of a ten lepers? Now they, they saw Jesus from afar and they said, Have mercy, Lord, have mercy. And he said, Go to the priest and let them examine you. And then only one came back. And here's what it says. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. What did he do? He thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, Were not, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Another um, translation says, your faith has saved you. Can I say, if you say the sinner's prayer, if you are saved this morning, if it was just, oh, this is another thing I do, if there isn't a deep gratitude in your heart that you are dead and now you are alive, that while you were a sinner, while you were an enemy of God, He loved you and He came to rescue you, that He gave His life for you, if there isn't a deep gratitude in your heart, and Jesus would say one of those nine. He told the one that came back with praise and gratitude. You are saved. Can I say if you dry in your heart, you disturb gratitude for what Jesus said. 
and we should see quickly on praise. So everyone knows what thankfulness is, gratitude is. And that's an easy test. We all can sit here in our hearts and test our hearts and say, Lord, am I thankful to you? Is that my default? Remember, that's your starting point. Any interaction with entering the presence of God starts with thankfulness. When you have your quiet time in the morning, it's thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whatever the Lord, Lord stir up more things in my heart, it starts there with gratitude. If you don't enter there, you're not getting through the gates. And then you enter these courts with praise. So now, when you're having your quiet time, as you're you, uh, thanking God, then you start praising Him. Now praise is with your voice. You start worshipping And you know that praise is a spiritual weapon. Some of you might here be sitting right now and saying, I struggle with that. I'm going through a tough place. How can I come? I struggle to have quiet time. I struggle to see what I'm thankful for. I struggle to praise. I'm hearing everything the enemy is saying. Psalm 8.2 says, Through the praise of children and infants, and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. You know that God imposes silence on the devil through praise when you're praising him. If you're hearing a lot of stuff that isn't true, if you're being accused, if you're being condemned and you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right, if you feel like an imposter this morning, that Lord, I'm not yours, I don't feel like I'm yours. That is the devil accusing you. But that's all he does. That's the liar, the father of lies. What the Lord says when you praise. So here's a tip from the word of God. If you're feeling accused, praise him. If you're hearing voices that isn't his, praise him. If you're feeling condemned, praise him. If you're feeling like an imposter, praise his name. Lift up your voice. In your quiet place, in your home, wherever you are, lift up your voice to the word says that God will impose silence on the devil. So why should we be thankful? Why should we praise? Well, we want His presence. We want to enter into His presence. First and foremost, we want to come before Him. We want to be in Him. We don't want to be shouting from afar. I got the Catholic background. For me, it always felt like when my prayers was, I was in space and I hope He catches what I'm saying. And it feels like that if you don't enter in. You by the gate, you by the outer court, you by behind the high walls, and you can't see him. And Romans 1.21 says, For although they knew me, so that is for those that knew God. I'm sure everyone here this morning feels like they know God. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. While their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. We just say if you're not entering in with grateful hearts, with praise, you leave that thing long enough, you're going to dry up. And you leave that thing long enough, your heart will get darkened. Your heart will get hardened against him. You'll start believing the lies of the enemy. That he is not worthy. That look at your situation. How did you get here? I thought God would. The accuser will turn your heart down. We don't want this presence. You don't need us in there. We need it. We need him. Remember when we were worshipping Holy Spirit, we need you? We need him. 
He doesn't need us. Why does he want us not to sin? He's a corrupt person. Why does he want us in this presence? Who's outside of that? Well, our hearts will become darkened because we're not in his presence. I'm going to see a short thing on worship. So, so thankfulness, grateful hearts, we acknowledge the goodness of God. Praise, we acknowledge the greatness of God. That's the word we worship. You're worthy. There's no one like you. Right? Worship, we acknowledge His holiness. So thankfulness, and we know what that is. Praise, we, make, we shout His name. Worship is a heart attitude of surrender. And ultimately, it comes through bowing, through kneeling. I did a lot of that when I was in the Catholic Church. Through falling on your face. Isaiah said, I'm a man of uncleanness. John, when he saw, when he saw the king, the revelation, they worship. So worship is the attitude of surrender. Physically, it's bowing down. It's like, Lord, take my life. Worship comes at a cost. There's a burning, there's a sacrifice. So worship is hard. Lord, take my life and do what you want. That is worship. And I'm going to make Patrick happy now. So what was the word that came? I'll get there, Patrick. What was the word that came? We worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus said that to the, the woman at the well. When she said, where do I go? Do I go to the Jerusalem? Do I go to the... No, no, no. Spirit and truth. So one, we cannot truly worship without the Spirit of God, without the Holy Spirit. You need to be saved. You need to be born again. Your, your attitude needs to be gratitude. Your attitude needs to be surrendered. With the Spirit to Spirit. The Word actually says, we're not like the world that lays, that combines, that comes together, that joins with the prostitute, the harlot. But we are His, and if we are His, we lay with His Spirit, we join with His Spirit. Is, we worship in spirit. And in the truth part. So when you worship in truth, it must be sincere. Lord, you're worthy. It must be true in our hearts. Lord, you are worthy. It needs to be true to you. Kinds of be songs we sing and then, uh, Lord, I'm not sure if you're worthy. I'm struggling in this and that and you didn't come through and I asked for that thing and I'm not sure how worthy you are today. But it needs to be said, needs to tie up. Our words need to tie up. Lord, you can have it all. Lord, I turn to you. That's an invitation to look to him. Or am I looking at, oh, I wonder how my business, or I wonder how my job, or I wonder how my husband is going to save me. And here's where Patrick gets excited. I'm going deep into the Old Testament. And I'm landing here. I'm landing here. Deep into the Old Testament. Leviticus. The guys you know the old you you should know that the old testament is a shadow of the new testament. Everything there that's in the physical happens in the spirit in the new testament. So in Leviticus 2 2 1 to 2, and this is when they're gonna bring an offering. Remember, worship is a sacrifice. Worship 
Something with as it is, it's gonna be sweet. Right? It's serene. 